Welcome guys to episode 52 of the Reviver Self Podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself Podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys, episode 52. Hope you're all well. Hope you're having a good week. Um, so, been getting some really good feedback as always, and it's it's great to uh, to hear you guys and um, to hear everyone doing so well on the four day course, etc. But anyway, we're gonna go straight into the show today. This week's guest, Dr. Patrick Vickers from the Gersten Treatment Institute. Um, we're gonna go into how he's well, he split off from the actual Gersten Institute, the original one, and why that is. We'll be going deep into cancer and advanced disease, what he's been healing, what they've been able to. To, to treat what they haven't been able to treat how long he's been doing it etc so it's going to be a great show anyone knows anything about the Gerson therapy knows how um, how much of a healing therapy it is it's been around for years and years and years it's probably the original um, Dr. Max Gerson it's, it's a phenomenal uh, treatment and what Dr. Vickers has done himself is just to add to that so without further ado here he is hope you enjoy it guys and I'll see you on the other side how are you doing today Patrick? Hi good thank you yeah, and so Patrick, so you're based in um, well America now. Your clinic's in Mexico, right? But you're over in in England, just doing a few lectures. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's correct. My clinic's in Mexico, but uh, I, I come over here often as my partner lives over here. But uh, this last uh, month, we were supposed to do a series of lectures that that were actually shut down by the authorities here in England. So uh, I only ended up doing one lecture in Nottingham that was um, kind of. Uh, promoted clandestinely, so that one wasn't shut down because they didn't know about it. But uh, my lectures in Liverpool, Glasgow, and Cardiff uh, were all shut down by by the the English authorities. Now, why would they do such a thing? Well, I mean, the answer is simple. You know, it's you know, the pharmaceutical industry controls our politicians, and they've gotten them. Um, you know, they've gotten them to pass laws making making our work illegal in the United States, in Europe, in, you know, in France, in various locations here in England as well. And so the, the Cancer Act of 1939, which obviously is a bit antiquated because it's 2018, but uh, under the parameters of the Cancer Act of 1939, you, you cannot make any claims that you're, you're successfully reversing advanced disease, which, uh, including cancer, which we clearly are. Yeah, um, not the 1939 Cancer Act. Something most people don't realise. By law, it says that you can't treat cancer with anything but surgery, chemotherapy, or radiation. Um, and I actually posted a little clip of you uh, speaking. I think it was in um, Southampton. I think it was. We did do a, just, just talking about how you have to even call it advanced disease. You can't even say cancer um, because, of, because of the law. That's right. Yeah, and just so we're going to get into all this. We're going to get into all this because it's really interesting, you know, because I know, um, and probably I'll say a lot of my listeners and those that you're just joining us, you start to realize that people have been curing cancer for thousands of years, you know, and then before that, tribes didn't even have a word for cancer. This is a man-made modern disease that we're getting through living outside of Mother Nature's laws. Now, just quickly, Patrick, what's your story? Why did you, for those of you that don't know, I mean, I obviously have done a little bit in the bio about this, but Gerson Therapy. Why Gerson therapy? What's your story? What got you into Gerson therapy and, and what is Gerson therapy? Yeah, hi, thank you. Yeah, so I wanted to be a chiropractor ever since I was 11 years old. A friend of our family's was a chiropractor and they were staying in our home for the weekend and their five-year-old boy was sleeping in my bed with me when he woke up about three in the morning with a cough that wouldn't stop. So he just kept coughing for like 20 minutes straight and finally his father, the chiropractor, came up, lied him on the end of the bed and adjusted his neck both ways, and he stopped coughing immediately and didn't cough the rest of the night. I was I was 11 years old, and I watched that, and I was in shock. And I said to myself, at 11 years old, that's what I'm going to do for a living. So I'm a year away from graduating chiropractic school when a woman by the name of Charlotte Gerson, who's the last living daughter of Dr. Max Gerson, he died in 1959. 
Mm -hmm. uh, Nobel Peace Prize winner Albert Schweitzer actually called Dr. Gerson the most eminent genius in medical history. Well, his last living daughter, Charlotte, came and spoke at my chiropractic school a year before I graduated. And as soon as she opened her mouth and told us her father's story, um, I knew that's what I would spend the rest of my life doing. And, and lo and behold, here we are 20 years removed from that day I heard her speak. And, and that's it's my life. So uh, what is the Gerson therapy? Well, again, it was developed by Dr. Max Gerson. He was a bona fide German medical doctor who practiced medicine from about 1910 till 1959 when he died. And um, he's plain and simple. He was reversing advanced terminal disease, cancer, and, and virtually every other degenerative disease that we have today. Uh, he was reversing it. And he was doing that through nutrition, pure organic nutrition, detoxification, and very specific supplementation. And, and our, you know, just to give you an example, our patients, they consume 20 pounds of organic fruits and vegetables every single day. They're getting five coffee enemas per day. They're getting very specific supplements that are all geared around the production of energy on a cellular level. Inside your cells, you have these little things called mitochondria, and they produce energy. So everything we do is based on the production of energy. And it's, so it's those three principles, the diet, the detoxification with the coffee enemas, and the very specific supplementation that makes up the Gerson therapy. But it, it's just not... And, and most of those 20 pounds is, is in the form of juicing. Our patients are getting 13 fresh-pressed juices every day. And um, if it's not organic, it, it, they simply won't survive. So it has to be organic. So that that's pretty much the crux of the Gerson therapy, um, minus the details. But um, it's a highly, highly specific therapy. The dietary rules for, for a cancer patient compared to a person like you and I are completely different. And only Gerson understood that over 50 years of clinical experimentation. You know, he he deciphered things that to this day, 59 years after his death, no doctor, no clinic understands in the realm of treating advanced cancer. And and he he developed this, I mean, like a lot of us, we go into this line of work, or I know a lot of people I interview go into this line of work helping people because we ourselves had, had problems. He didn't he developed it because he was going through severe migraines, isn't that correct? Yeah, that's exactly right. While he was a student at the University of Freiburg, he suffered from severe debilitating migraine headaches. And, you know, at that time, Germany was leading the way in medical research. So if you wanted a superior uh, medical education, you went to Germany to get it. And, and so he, he approached his professors at the time who were supposed to be the tops in the world asking them, you know, what can you do for my migraines? And, and they had no answers for him. So he set out to cure himself by changing his diet. He cut out all the salt, all the fat, all the sugar, all the processed foods of the standard German diet of that time, which is essentially just the standard diet around the world today. Mm. And, and lo and behold, he completely cured himself of his migraine headaches. And then when he graduated... Uh, he opened up practice in Bielefeld, Germany, and he started using this migraine diet on his patients. When one of them came back to him completely cured of their skin tuberculosis. Now, this is at a time when tuberculosis was ravaging Europe and killed well over a million people back at that time. And, and so he, he realized he could cure advanced tuberculosis. In fact, he embarked on a study of 460 tuberculosis patients with a guy named Ferdinand Zauerbrook who was Europe's leading thoracic surgeon at that time. Ferdinand Sauerbrook was a very famous surgeon. And together, him and Gerson embarked on a study of the Gerson therapy for tuberculosis. And Dr. Sauerbrook told Dr. Gerson privately, if you could cure one case of these tuberculosis patients, I'll believe every word you had to say. Well, out of 460 patients, Gerson cured 450 of them. Mm. And yeah, in fact, a Nobel Peace Prize winner, Albert Schweitzer, his wife, had terminal tuberculosis, and Dr. Gerson completely cured her. And if you ever see Dr. Uh, Schweitzer's eulogy of Dr. Gerson when Dr. Gerson died in 1959, it'll bring you to tears because he saved doc, uh, Dr. Schweitzer's wife when, when they had just been newly married. And, and so Gerson had become renowned throughout Europe for having cured tuberculosis. And it wasn't until Hitler came to power and, and Gerson was forced out of Germany as he was a German Jew and nearly died himself in the Holocaust. He lost his entire family in the Holocaust. 
But he made his way to France, and then when Germany was uh, invading France, Gerson made his way to Manhattan and set up practice on Park Avenue in Manhattan. And, and that's when he discovered he could cure cancer, when a lady uh, who heard that Gerson was in New York and she was suffering from advanced terminal cancer of the stomach, gallbladder, and liver, uh, she approached him and, and begged him for his tuberculosis treatment, which he refused to give her on three or four occasions when she came to him. Uh, because he understood the political consequences, even back then, of treating cancer with nutrition. So when she came to him, I think after like the fifth or sixth time, he he, he got so tired of her coming to him that, that he finally agreed to treat her in secret. And so he applied his tuberculosis treatment to her in secret, and he completely cured her of, his can- of, of her cancer. And it was from that moment that, that he... he he decided that he could no longer turn his face from the deadly scourge of cancer and, and devoted the rest of his life to treating cancer in spite of the political and, and professional consequences that he suffered once word got out that he was reversing advanced terminal cancer. It's, uh, it's an amazing story, and it's thank God for people like him that actually went against the, uh, who stood up to the system, but it's it really does baffle me when people out there, I mean, they, they just go out and they, I mean, obviously, if you look yourself up and give it a, give it a year or two, and I'll be on the list as well of Quack Watch or whatever it is. Um, yeah. You know, if you're not, to me, that's like the list of Quack Watch, like any, any doctor or any nutritionist that's done anything for humankind, you know, we're not in it to, for, so it's the other day, self-promoting, and so I'm going to self-promote, I'm here to help people, the same as you. That's uh, what you're doing, right? That's what you do, what you do, and uh, I can tell from the passion that where you talk is so similar to me, that you really do care, um, and I find it fab- fabulous with these absolute wallies that want to call people like yourself quacks. They don't even do the research or look into it, or even look at the facts. They just go by the mainstream media and what they put up. Because well, I've already said in your lecture, when when you Google um, cure cancer, or if you Google Gerson therapy, what comes up? All the all the entries by the by the medical and pharmaceutical industry. Mm. Yeah, what do, I, I mean, what, do they, what do they say? They they emphatically say that the Gerson therapy has never been proven to cure one case of cancer, and and it's just an outright lie. I mean, you can't imagine the tens of thousands of personal testimonials that that are out there of people with before and after medical records who were sent home to die by their doctors, completely cured of their cancer. It's indisputable. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I mean, and 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 for people. I mean, obviously, there's there's guys like yourself, and there's um, you got Hippocrates Clinic, and there's Paul Check, and there's I mean, there's um, there was before that Doctor uh, Gonzalez as well used to be like Doctor Kelly, all doing all around about doing similar things the same ways, and everyone on the crack watch, and it just it just baffles me with people, you know, you know, and it's just for people. Even at a, even at a very basic level, people know junk food's not good for them, and they know that certain things are good for them. So if junk food and smoking, etc., causes cancer, surely organic, pure foods and living a certain way can heal cancer, you know? Oh, uh, absolutely. And it's just madness for me, like, um, how, how this goes about. And so he it, it, it said about him, Dr. Gerson there, and how he just was like, no, I need to, I need to put this out, I need to go, I need to help people with cancer, um, even though it's against and say like the conventional normal, and he risked risked his livelihood with it. Um, even today, well, even today, this is the reason why your clinics in Mexico because America, if you if you make those claims in America, you can be what sued, etc. Oh, happened? I could go, I could go to jail. You know, um, it's the law in America, and I'll give you a classic example. If my seventeen-year-old boy came down with cancer, and and I said to the oncologist, "Well, thank you very much for diagnosing this, but." Uh, we're going to have to pass on the, your options of chemo, surgery, and radiation, and, and I'm just going to go home and do the Gerson therapy on my son. Literally, within 15 to 30 minutes, someone from social services will be in that oncologist's office, and my son will be taken away from me. I will go to jail because the law in the United States, and it's even the same laws here, is the only mode of treatment for cancer are chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery. And so by doing it on my 17-year-old son, I'm breaking the law. However, 
when we turn 18, we're no longer a product of the state. Up until 18 years old, our children are a product of the state. Their bodies are not their own. They don't have the right to make the decision on their bodies, and neither do we. The state and their laws do. But when he turns 18, his body now becomes sovereign, and he can make the personal choice to do whatever he wants to do. But up until 18 years old, you are bound by the state law, which mandates that you must use chemotherapy and radiation uh, as your as your mode of treatment for cancer. So, so those are the laws, and that is exactly why I'm in Mexico. And uh, you know, Mexico right now, the the current administration is is actually quite pro natural therapies. So, um, you know, it's it's kind of a conducive environment right now for what we do. Uh, that's, that's awesome. But it's that thing about being 17 turned to 18, then, they, then, then you get your own choice. I mean, I wonder when they're going to change that until uh, you never get your own choice. <laughs> exactly. You've got to wonder, right? Yeah, and also the the thing of that is like infuriating. I'll be like, oh, that's why. Get yourself healthy enough. You never need to go to the doctor. Um, and you know, anyone, no, there'll be no doctor to come after my kids. So I'll be, I'll be his best doctor, and so will he be. And uh, and it, whenever I have them, but I, I wouldn't even, even put, trust them for that. You know, it's a, uh, it's just. I almost be like, okay, so eighty percent of of oncologists won't take this, but you're going to give it to him. So if he dies, he steps on you, because cancer isn't a death sentence. It's just a body crying out for help, and you're going to poison him with chemotherapy and radiation. Hmm. Yeah. Good luck yeah. with that. Uh, it really, it can really, I mean, it really pisses me off, to be honest with you. Like, they've got the, how many kids have gone through this, you know. People say, oh, well, it can't be institute nutrition, etc., because how can kids get it, you know, they haven't been eating all of it. So, well, it comes from their mum and their father, right, being extremely toxic, and it comes down through, through their, for their, obviously, they, they, they start to, um, they start to express the genes, the toxic genes of their parents, and that comes through. That's um, exactly right. And so I even saw one video actually on online, some some guy calling you a quack because you recommend uh, chiropractic therapy on on infants, etc. I mean, and this guy, I mean, I try to always be pretty politically correct across the board, but this guy, <laughs> this this guy, for want of a better word, was a complete mess, you know. <laughs> he was British, wasn't he? I, you know, this is the guy. I look at him and I was going, "Are you actually got the cheek, the nerve, to give people health advice?" Uh, yeah, if you, uh, if you, yeah, I, I think I know who you're talking about. All you got to do once he opens his mouth, you just got to oh. kind of got to debunk his credibility right away. I just I say that all the time because I was, to me, oh, your doctor who comes to me for health advice is giving you that health advice. It's funny that, or even whatever, because I get it quite a lot. And they don't anymore actually. When I was, when I was younger, and I'd just be like, you know, your doctor who's like 18, stone overweight, he comes to me for health advice. Um, funny that. And this guy here, I remember seeing him. I was just thinking the absolute cheek of it to even to even open your mouth. About, how about get yourself looking good first, mate, and then maybe you can have an opinion. Um, <laughs> apart from that, yeah. So we're going to get into Gerson therapy because you know it's because the original Gerson therapy is it is it, is that exactly what you do or have you because haven't you now just got a couple of different variations of it or is it all the same? Yeah. So. When you come to our clinic, you receive the advanced Gerson therapy. So what that really means is and entails is you receive the Gerson therapy as Dr. Gerson left it. You get the 13 juices. You get the five coffee enemas. You um, you get the very specific supplements that Dr. Gerson gave to his patients. Uh, but if you knew Dr. Gerson, he was the consummate scientist. Up until 1959, he was constantly making changes to his therapy based on what was coming out in the medical literature up until his death. And, you know, the mistake that his daughter and, and her institute has made to this point is they haven't changed it from the day he died. And how much has come out in the medical literature is showing its efficacy in the, in the treatment of cancer, uh, you know, over the last 59 years since his death. I mean, there's volumes and volumes of things that have been able to show potential benefit. And so, what we do at, the, at our clinic is we offer the Gerson therapy as Dr. Gerson left it. You know, we've added, we've added things to that, oxygen therapies. We've added pure, unadulterated aloe vera, which we know is one of the most potent healers of the digestive tract, Powerful. which is 70% of your immune system. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we've added these oxygen therapies. We've added um, uh, high doses of curcumin, which the studies are, are – 
inevitable with the, its ability to, to cut cancer off at the level of the stem cell. So we give high doses of curcumin, we give IV vitamin C, we give hyperthermia. These are all things that are proven therapies in the reversal of advanced cancer. Yeah. So that's why we've titled our, you know, our protocol the advanced Gerson therapy, not just the Gerson therapy. Okay. So I will get into that in a minute. I want to talk. I want to talk in a minute a little bit about coffee and etc. But so have you? So you and Charlotte knew each other. So Charlotte, Charlotte's uh, Doctor Gerson's daughter, last for me. So you and Charlotte knew each other quite well. Are you still on speaking terms, or what's going on there? <laughs> ah, good question. No, we're not. Um, yes, I, I knew Charlotte very well. In fact, she come she invited me to come live with her for two months at her home in San Diego back in 1998, where I spent two months going through her box, her father's handwritten files, which she has in her garage since his death in 1959. So I knew Charlotte Gerson very well. I knew all the staff at the Gerson Institute. I, I supported the Gerson Institute for 12 years after I left school. But eight years ago, I, I left the Institute for the very reason that they they just outright have refused to to progress Dr. Gerson's work. And, and with that, his legacy of, of being the scientist that he was and, and observing the empirical data coming out in the medical literature. So I left the Gerson Institute. And when I did, I they completely ostracized me, really literally tried to destroy me, you know, in terms of taking the Gerson therapy um, on my own. And, you know, they shut down lectures. They um, they tried to get legally, but they couldn't uh, because they didn't own the name in certain countries. So they couldn't get me legally. Um, but, yeah, the Gerson Institute now, they've become a thorn in my side. But but the great thing now is, you know, in the beginning, that was hard on me because I hadn't developed a name. But but now, I you know, with all due respect to Charlotte, who's been out of the picture now for five or six years, she's ninety five. 96 years old, living in Italy. Um, she's no longer a part of the Gerson Institute. So um, by default, I, I've become the face of the Gerson therapy because there's been nobody that can take over her role, her her knowledge, her passion, her ability to communicate, her charisma. Nobody had that going forward in the Institute. And, and you know, so I've been very fortunate to be able to pick up that baton and, and carry on Dr. Gerson's work is, is he more than likely would have himself carried on. Uh, but, but because of that, Oh, the Institute, they have been a thorn in my side and, and they, you know, they definitely try to destroy my credibility, but they no longer can because we clearly have the premier Gerson facility in the world, if not one of the best cancer treatment facilities in the world. So why were they refusing to up upgrade the treatment like what 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 is their thinking about because look you know some things always work etc but if you can add a few things in that are going to be more potentially beneficial i'm just thinking as well things like infrared saunas maybe or or whatever i'm just just out there you know you've got wife machines infrared, infrared saunas there's lots of different things why were they refusing to to update it what was their reasoning behind that well you know i have my own ideas and and one of the things i can reflect on is they produce, the Institute produces a bi-monthly newsletter. Um, they send out a bi-monthly newsletter that has articles in it, updates, and things like that. Well, one of their bi-monthly newsletters, the, the top story, the cover story was keeping the Gerson therapy pure. As in, as if in 1959, all progress ended and you needed to keep it pure for the sake of Dr. Gerson's work. Well, Dr. Gerson never kept his therapy pure. So I'm not exactly sure what the motive is, but I think it's more psychological on Charlotte's part, just being the daughter and, and wanting to psychologically hold on to her father, or hold on to his legacy and control it and not let it get out of control. Or I'm not exactly sure what those motives would be, but I, I think it's more personal and psychological than than clinical and you know yeah. than it is clinical so um it, that, it's really yeah. hard to say well but, i was uh, surprising because when i listen to her speak etc she comes across as, as very as someone who is i mean very intelligent and knows what she's is in talking about and and someone who who wouldn't be against progress so it's, it's really it's quite strange for me to to hear that she i mean i'm not well I'm just, I'm just saying i'm just saying in general i'm not I'm not just believing you i'm just saying it's just very strange that she's and taking that, that, that road, really. 
Well, you know, Ryan, look at religion today, yes, you know, yes. or, or through history. I mean, what are all religions fill, filled with? And that's dogma. And and so, you know, I, I think there's probably a bit of dogma that's mixed in with all that, where mm. um, any changes to it or any kind of a variation on it and and it gets ostracized. And, and that's certainly where, you know, where the Institute takes a stand. But but again, I'll tell you, since Charlotte has left the Institute, the Institute and their clinic, it's it's just an absolute shambles. Um, and, and that's why I constantly get people who are researching the Gerson therapy online. They they originally they're getting ready to go to the Institute's clinic and then they come across my videos and then they go and they spend time taking virtual tours on our website and and they do an about face and they end up coming to my clinic. That happened just two times last week. So um, Pete, the word's getting out. I mean, our clinic, our clinic is it is second to none. So um, I don't have to worry about the institute anymore. No, that's fair enough. Actually, I'm just going to just put Gerson therapy into Immuna into uh, into Google and Cancer Research UK. That nice corrupt organisation to come up saying stuff. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's yeah exactly. Oh, don't yeah, get me, exactly. don't get me, don't even get me started on Cancer Research UK. Um, exactly. And so if you do that, if you do a Google search in the United States, you're not going to get cancerresearch.uk. What are you going to get? You're going to get the American Cancer Society. Mm. So, you know, you're going to get their their input and, and they're going to tell you emphatically that the Gerson therapy is quackery and, you know, it's never cured one case of cancer, which ironically, Ryan, when a, you know, when a medical student goes into medical school, their very first book that they're given or book that they're given in their first trimester is what uh, it's called quackery in America. And okay. I believe it's written by Stephen Barrett. Right. And guess who's in that book? Yeah. Dr. Gerson. Yeah. Dr. Gerson. Yeah. So I can imagine everyone. Yeah. What, so, so, so your, so your website, um, Patrick, what is your website? Our website is www.gersontreatment.com. Okay. Gerson. Yeah, GersonTreatment.com. Okay, cool. So I'll go into it because it's uh, treatment.com. No worries. And yeah, no cancer research. You can. Yeah, what these all these 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 charities they they really infuriate me because you've got these lovely people with massive big hearts that go out there and put all their effort in, they raise money, and they give it to these corrupt organisations that are paying their their people with massive salaries, and they're only funding pharmaceutical. Um, pharmaceutical measures that are never going to get to the cure they don't really care you know since the was it was it Nixon who, who declared the war on cancer and since then I think it's gone from one in 40 to one in two has got cancer and it's just it's just an absolute joke you've got people like yourself and I mean, I've, I've dealt with I'm not saying it but we've had people with brain tumors and stuff come to us and it's just you know you just give the body what it wants um rather than what it doesn't want and um you know, I said before, these tribes, they didn't have words for cancer. It's just, it's just amazing. But um, you guys deal with people that are going through severe, severe cancer, you know, um, stage four pancreatic cancer, things like that. I've heard Absolutely. You, I've heard you talking about the only ones you really haven't had a great success with are blood cancers and Parkinson's. Um, now, why is that? Um, well, the blood cancers, it's hard to say, like multiple myeloma and acute leukemia. Um those don't respond too well. Ironically, chronic leukemia does respond to the Gerson therapy. Mm. I think acute leukemia, you, you just have a, a, blood, a blood tumor. It's not even a tumor. It's just blood cells. It's unmaturated blood cells going through the body. So they're, they're, all, they're in a, it's unmaturated blood cells out of control. That's ultimately what it is. So the body doesn't recognize those necessarily as a threat because they're just not in a, completely mature stage so whereas a tumor the body when a tumor is malignant the body recognizes it as something foreign to itself and it attacks and destroys it whereas a blood cancer like a multiple myeloma or a especially an acute leukemia it doesn't recognize it for some reason and we just don't have an effect on it now parkinson's is a central nervous system disease so any central nervous system tissue that's been damaged, you just simply can't reverse that. Um, now, we'll probably be able to, you know, uh, prevent the progression of the disease potentially. But in terms of reversing the advanced disease, we won't be able to do it. 
Okay. And with the tumour, um, Patrick, um, I've, I've seen research saying that the tumour actually starts to build itself next to something that it feels is is under threat itself, say like an organ or something that's been damaged, the tumour starts to build next to that. Is that correct? Say that again. So a tumour, uh, for example, it starts, where the tumour goes, the place that it starts to grow, it generally starts to grow next to an organ or or maybe whatever it may be, a muscle that it feels is damaged or under threat. Is that correct? Um. Well, I don't know if I would characterize it as that. I mean, it certainly needs a place where there's proper vascular flow. I mean, that's one of the things that characterizes a tumor is there's there's a lot of vascular networks that feed into it. But, mm. um, it, you know, classifying it that it, it grows somewhere where it, it recognizes a, a weakness. Yeah, I mean, I guess that would be true. It recognizes a, a weak area, you know, and and it 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 plants itself locally. But... One of the big mistakes people make is that cancer is never a local disease. No, no, yeah. You know, yeah, it's never, never, ever local. I can't tell you how many women come into my cl- or call me or email me every week who were diagnosed with breast cancer uh, two to seven years earlier. They had the mastectomy, they had chemo, had radiation, and were sent home with a clean bill of health saying, oh, yeah, we got it all. There's no more tumor because they cut off the breast. But in two to seven years, guess what? The cancer's back. Only it's in the lungs, the liver, the bones, or at worst, the brain. And so, um, and the reason why is because you can cut, burn, and poison anything till the cows come home. But cancer's systemic. And even though it may show up somewhere locally, like you said, maybe in an area of weakness somewhere, those you can't cut that out and think that it's gone. It's in the system. And at that point, it's only the human immune system that can permanently destroy active cancer. You can give chemo, you can give cannabis, you can give frankincense, and you won't produce more than likely long-term results in the reversal of advanced cancer because it's simply the immune system that keeps cancer permanently away. So if that's true, this means me being logical and this is me just giving you a little question here. If that's true, why would the medical industry try to treat cancer with everything that is immunosuppressant, such as chemotherapy, radiation and surgery, if the immune system is the only thing that can kill those cancer cells? Well, that's a great question. Well, I mean, why? I mean, because they're brought up on the medical model. I mean, look, medical doctors, particularly in the United States, they, they make their money on every drug they prescribe. And, and that's what they're taught in school. Not only are they taught that in school, but they're taught that that reaps huge rewards because every time they write a prescription, they're getting a cut of that action. So um, they have no interest. They have no interest. There's a conflict of interest with them from going from something that can make a lot of money because they make their money on patents and then switching over to a carrot and an apple juice because you can't patent a carrot and an apple and you really can't make much money on that kind of a remedy. So, yeah, so that's really where the rubber meets the road and, 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 you know, that question is answered. There's just too much money in it to, to, to you know, give up on it and, and not, not continue to pursue that, that mechanism of treatment. Yeah, and it's like the simple things aren't sexy, right? Like eating well, getting enough sleep, making sure you get regular exercise, breathing clean air, I mean, et cetera, et cetera. These things aren't sexy, you know? Um, you know what? That, that's true too, Ryan. I mean, we live in a world where science is God. <laughs> and, and so these huge technological advances in development, it, it, it looks, you know, the Bible says the devil comes as an angel of light, and, and that's the angel of light, all this technological progress. Well, more and more people are dying of cancer in spite of all these great d- discoveries of medicines than ever before, and, and that is because we've gotten away from the simplicity and what you said at the beginning of this broadcast that we've broken the natural laws that were set out for us from the beginning. Yeah, and it's like I always say, like you don't see 
a python with with cancer, or you don't see a uh, an alligator with like dementia. You know, it's just in, in in nature. You only see it with us because we're the ones that try and manipulate. We think we're above it. I've said it a lot. We think we're above nature, and it's actually, a, and that's why I put it on my poster and I put it a few times. Like everyone talks about how intelligent we are and how evolved we are, yet yet we're sicker and fatter than ever. So you do the math. Are we that evolved? Are we that clever? We think we are. Um, <laughs> You know? We think we can outsmart Mother Nature, don't we? Yeah, we do. And so I want to get onto your 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 therapies. So, because um, coffee enema, I always get asked coffee enema. Some people in the natural health world are not a fan of them. Other people really, really do um, like them. Um, you, you probably are familiar with Doctor um, uh, Nicholas Gonzalez. Uh, yeah, you know, Dr. Nick Gonzalez is no longer with us, right? I, I do know that, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do know that. But yeah, I knew... I still talk I about his work. His work was really good as well, same as your guys. Um, well, uh, you know, you know, um, we cured Nick's mentor, William Kelly, of his advanced pancreatic cancer. It was yeah. a person therapy that ultimately cured him, and then, and then he decided he was going to try to tinker with it and come up with his own stuff, so that's where Nick, you know, that's where Nick's therapy came about, but... Uh-huh. Yeah, so he was a big fan of animals like yourselves. Yeah, he was, and and he, you know, he he didn't quite do the intensive Gerson therapy as as he should have, um, and he just used a lot more supplements than the human body can really handle. Mm. Uh, you know, so you know, typically Nick, if he had a, t- a stage three, stage four cancer patient, he kind of knew his limitations and and. He he often turned people away, knowing he couldn't help them at that point. Mm. He used a lot of enzymes. I know that in it's, it's very big into enzymes, Nick. But with with you guys, the coffee enemas, um, I remember him saying, uh, "I can't remember there's a quote. I need to find his quote." But for you guys, coffee enemas really. Um, I think he was saying that coffee should only ever be taken rectally. It should never go into. But if you put it in, if you put it in orally, it suppresses the immune system. I think he said. And if you put it in rect- rectally, it allows the liver to release toxins. Is this correct? Uh, putting what in rectally? Sorry. So he said coffee. You should only ever have it in rectally. So, so if you put it in orally, like people drink coffee, it suppresses the immune system or suppresses the liver. I think it was. Um, but if if you put it in rectally, like for an enema, it allows the liver to release toxins. Correct? Yeah, that's it. That's that's exactly right. The way the coffee enema works um, is it, it works for several reasons, but but the main reason is your liver produces an enzyme called glutathione transferase, mm-hmm. and it's the most potent detoxifying enzyme in the human body, or one of them anyway. And <clears throat> so what it does is... Um, the, the liver produces glutathione transferase using palmitic acid. And properly roasted organic coffee is loaded with palmitic acid. And it's been demonstrated that when you do one coffee enema, the production of glutathione transferase by the body goes up 700% greater than normal. Yeah, there's not a more potent detoxification procedure than um than the coffee enema. And the reason mm. why it's taken rectally is sitting right there as it enters are the hemorrhoidal veins. And the hemorrhoidal veins, they dump into the portal venous system, the portal vein. And then the portal vein ends right there in the liver. So um, that's it. And, and it gets dumped into the liver, unadulterated, undigested, uh, and the roast is completely different. The bean is completely different. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why it's able to produce so much glutathione. 100%. And I mean, quality of, of, of what you're using is, is massive. I always say to my people, my guys always get them off coffee straight away because I know that what you can do to them. But people that are not my clients, I say that if you're going to buy coffee, you need to buy organic at least because it's one of the most heavily sprayed crops in the world. But, you know, it's just that's. And also, what you're saying there, you don't just use coffee anyway. Because people like to always ask me, Ryan, what do you think of this, and what do you think of that, and what do you think? And it's like, well, what do you think? Of, you know, what do you think of turmeric, or what do you think of coffee enemas? It's like, well, they're all great, but they're not magic bullets, and you need to put them all together and use them in a program, which is what you guys do as well, right? So you use, um, you said they use the, the the twenty pounds of, of the or twenty organic twenty pounds of fruit and veg a day with thirteen ounces of juice. Uh, you have the supplementation, yep. etc. Do you guys use infrared saunas? And if not, why not? Uh, we don't use infrared saunas for cancer patients because, as I mentioned earlier, the entire crux of the Gerson therapy is the production of energy on a cellular level. Right. So um, 
Dr. Gerson was against saunas because they deplete an energy that we're trying to create to boost a, an immune response. Okay. When you see someone who's sick and dying, what's one of the first things you notice? They're lethargic. Why are they lethargic? Yeah, because they've energy. lost the yeah they've lost the capacity to produce energy on a on a cellular level. So we're we're really not into infrared saunas for that purpose alone. Mm -hmm. That's not to say that maybe somebody who's quite robust, quite constitutionally fit that's been diagnosed with cancer can't get away with it. Mm -hmm. um, but we just elect not to use that. We have other mechanisms by which we can, you know, destroy cancer and, and infrared is not one of them. But, you know, getting back to the coffee enema, every time I lecture, people want to do two things. At the end of the lecture, they always ask, how do I do the coffee enemas and where do I get the potassium supplement that you use? Mm -hmm. And and that's all they want to do. They don't want to do the rest of the regimen. Well, they're not going to get better. In fact, they're going to get worse because yeah. when you stimulate when you stimulate the detoxification procedures of the Gerson therapy with the coffee enema, that requires massive amounts of nutrients. And if you're not replenishing those nutrients with juicing, you're actually going to deplete the body worse and make it worse over time. And then you're going to really be in a, in a predicament because the whole reason why you're sick in the first place is because you're depleted. And so if you don't reestablish the nutrient status within the organ, within the organic systems, and you're depleting it more and more by the use of the coffee enemas without the diet, you're just not going to get better. So um, this is a system. This isn't pick and choose what you want to do. You've got to do the whole thing and everything as it's taught. You don't pick and choose. You've got to do it as the system that it is. Yeah, 100% agree. That's why you have programs. And I always say it to my my guys, you can't just have one one. You can't just you can't expect to like just do one thing and it works. You can't. And also, you go through a deep healing crisis if you do something like that as well. You know, as you said, giving the body its vital nutrients to keep it healthy is. Is massive and uh, with juicing, it's concentrate. There's people, one, one of the guys in the, industry, in the health industry, fitness world, put up a post once called Phil Learning. He's quite big in the UK saying, like, juicing is never, never cure cancer, etc. And I was like, it's not just because we're talking about Gerson therapy, and because I think you guys were on the Truth About Cancer and he was, and he was digging out that show. And I was like, mate, it's a phenomenal show, lots of great doctors on there, lots of great things. But again, it's not just juicing. Juicing is the concentrated nutrients part. It's everything else they're doing as well, you know. Supplementation they're giving. They're giving enemas. I mean, whatever else you're doing, it's not just the juicing. Um, and it's very, very different to people having four, four or five juices a day. You're having 13 ounces of organic juice. It's, just a, it's, a, different, it's a different world, you know. Um, that's what people, yeah. people don't understand, the differences. And they're not subtle differences. They're massive differences. Oh, uh, huge differences. That's exactly right. So, so. I was going to say to you quickly in your in your um, some of because people say this is like alternative and and, and our world's alternative, etc. But there's quite a famous people that have been to you and have used your clinic. Um, first of all, I'm going to mention Sting, right? Uh, his wife. Yeah, um, not to my clinic. Not to yours, uh, but to Gerson yeah. therapy beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sting and. Um, Sting and his wife Trudy are probably one of the bigger supporters of the Gerson therapy. More, more his wife, not not him so much, but right. his wife. She's an advocate for the Gerson therapy and one of the bigger donors. That's correct. Um, and also, because people, this is what I always say that the, the, the royal family aren't stupid. They have their own organic farm, and you even have Prince Charles come out and talk about the, the therapy in two thousand and four. I think on a world stage. Um, and so these things aren't actually just, I mean, they aren't, aren't mainstream because they don't want to be, but there's people out there, the high echelons that know about how, how good the, these, these, uh, these protocols are, right? That's exactly right. Uh, Prince Charles is probably the most uh, famous uh, person that, you know, is behind the Gerson therapy as, as the Gerson therapy has cured two of his friends of advanced cancer. Okay, who was that? Do you know who they were? Were they? Were they any? Uh, one of them. One of them was a woman. I don't know one of them, but the other one is Beata Bishop. Okay. Beata Bishop. Beata Bishop is a former BBC reporter who had terminal melanoma. She literally had three to six months to live, and we completely cured her of her cancer. In fact, she wrote a book about it called "A Time to Heal." A time to heal, and so uh, that's an acquaintance of of the Prince of Wales. So. Um, so, yeah, he's very familiar with the Gerson therapy. And as you well know, the royals, 
they practice a lot of natural medicine. Oh, they're not stupid. They don't go there about getting the house down, Steve. They're into all this. They're, um, they're not. They're not. They're not silly. Um, they know exactly. That's why they've got their organic farm. They, they won't. I don't even think they vaccinate either. I mean, they're not. They're not stupid. Um, do you? So we're talking about cancer here and advanced diseases. What else? I mean, is it just the blood cancer and the Parkinson's that you haven't been able to help? I mean, skin conditions, gut issues, or things like that. What else have you? I mean, skin issues. I'm. I'd be surprised if you couldn't help them. Oh well, a lot of people come into us with skin conditions secondary to their cancer or viral conditions like hepatitis C. Right. Those disappear. Those literally disappear inside of six months. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, we see that constantly because those are all preconditions to cancer. I mean, look, when the liver and the kidneys are flooded and overloaded with toxins, your skin becomes the third eliminative organ. So anyone who has skin issues, they are preconditioned for cancer. Mm -hmm. So that comes into our clinic all the time, and that usually resolves itself within three months. The viral conditions usually resolve themselves within six to nine months, and that includes AIDS. Um, you know, uh, autoimmune diseases, lupus, scleroderma. Uh, Sjogren's syndrome, rheumatoid arthritis, those all respond famously as well to the Gerson therapy. Hmm. So with the viruses, the underlying viruses, do you find fungal conditions um, on top of them? Is it like the viruses lay the root for the fungal funguses and uh, parasites, etc., to take over? Uh, say that again, Ryan. Do you, do you find with, with people with viral, viral conditions, you, you get some also with chronic maybe fungal or parasitic conditions as well because the virus has laid the groundwork for them to take over? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, how do, how do fungal conditions survive in the body in, or survive anywhere is, is a lack of oxygen. Mm. And, and so when we're dealing with alkalinity and acidity, what we're ultimately talking about there is pH, and pH is potential hydrogen. So by definition, acidity is the buildup of hydrogen in the body, and, and, and what that means to health is that you can't properly oxygenate tissues because when your cells are overloaded with positively charged hydrogen ions, as oxygen approaches the cell, it literally gets repelled away. So what ends up happening inside the cell is what's called anaerobic glycolysis, which is essentially fermentation or the promotion of, of, of a fungal environment. And so that's ultimately why fungal conditions and even bacterial and viral conditions can persist because they persist in non-oxygenated environments. In 1931, Otto Warburg, he won the Nobel Prize in medicine proving that cancer, viruses, and bacteria, and for that matter, fungal issues can't survive in highly oxygenated environments and that's all related to diet that's the whole premise of the of the alkalinity and acidity debate on alkalinity promotes health acidity promotes disease acidity is the buildup of hydrogen and in that environment you cannot properly utilize oxygen and that's why you end up with all these conditions mm. and that and so you you guys are starting to, you said ozone therapy correct Oh, yeah, we utilize hyperbaric oxygen. We utilize ozone therapy, uh, rectal ozone, IV ozone. We utilize pulse electromagnetic frequency therapy, which they say oxygenates tissues 30% greater than a hyperbaric chamber. So we bombard the body with oxygen uh, when you come to our clinic. Pulse, hmm. oh, so I have to look into that. So with, with, the, with the, um, the IV oxygen therapy, is that what you said? IV oxygen therapy? IV ozone. IV ozone. Okay, brilliant. So how? So what? So that is actually what putting ozone. Oh, it's O three, I think, isn't it? Ozone directly into the bloodstream. That is exactly correct. Mm. And so, as you said, it's just, it's just making it a more alkaline environment, so it just goes straight. It's almost sort of cellular healing. Uh, say that again. It's making it what? So is it cellular healing? Yeah, exactly right. So when you're alkaline, see, when you alkalinize the body, what you end up doing is you actually increase the body's ability to utilize oxygen. So that's the main reason why you have to alkalinize the body. Right. Then you add in oxygen therapies to provide that oxygen. So mm. it's just this massive utilization of oxygen, which just... I don't, I don't know if you realize this, but the way the mitochondria produce energy is through 
breaking down sugar into energy, and that requires oxygen and sugar. Mm -hmm. Those are the two things that feed the energy cycles. It's the only way the body produces energy. So um, that's, that's that why oxygen is so vital to the reversal of advanced disease. Yeah, and uh, well, you mentioned there about um, sugar, because a lot of people will be saying, well, aren't, isn't juice, juicing just the sugar, isn't it just the fruit without the sugar, because it, oh, sorry, is it just the fruit with the sugar, because you've been taking all of the, all of the um, fiber out of it, so wouldn't that obviously feed the cancer, because people wouldn't understand, like, it's one of the main feeders of cancer, well, sugar. Well, and that is one of the biggest nutritional tragedies out there today. You have naturopathic doctors telling their people not to eat fruits and vegetables because they're high in sugar and sugar will feed the cancer. So they're putting them on the ketogenic diet, which is absolutely, utterly destructive to the human body, will never, ever produce long-term clinical results of permanently reversing cancer. This is the Atkins diet all over again that was for weight loss. They're going to find the same thing in cancer, that it will not produce long-term clinical results. One of the biggest tragedies out there is that sugar feeds cancer. It is, if that were true, the Gerson therapy would never be able to cure one case of cancer because our patients are getting 3,500 to 4,000 calories per day of simple sugars in the form of fruits and vegetables. And we have the most storied history in medicine for the reversal of advanced cancer. What I just explained to you regarding alkalinity and acidity is the secret to curing disease. And the secret is the breakdown of sugar into energy. That is how the human body creates energy is through the consumption of sugar. But it's only when the body can properly utilize oxygen when the body's alkaline, that that sugar gets converted into energy. If the body is not alkaline and it's acidic, when that oxygen go is supposed to cross the cell membrane into the cell, it cannot. It cannot. It is repelled away because of the charge at the level of the cell. Well, if sugar's entering the cell and no oxygen is present to break it down into energy, guess what happens? It goes through the anaerobic glycolysis uh, cycle, and the final production of that cycle is not energy. It's lactic acid, and it's lactic acid that feeds the environment for cancer. So it's sugar in an acidic body that causes cancer. Right. It's Sugar in an alkaline body that cures cancer. And that is the difference. So all your natural doctors out there telling people to go on the ketogenic diet and avoid fruits and vegetables and carbs, they are providing a horrible service to humanity. And you've got big names out there like Dr. Mercola and Ty Bollinger. Mm. They're out there promoting the ketogenic diet. Mm -hmm. And they've got millions upon millions of followers. Mm -hmm. And they are going to lead people straight to their graves. That's quite a big step. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. I was just thinking, I was just thinking more on the lines of, I mean, I completely understand where you're coming from. I was thinking more on the lines of, look, but sugar is not, it's like beer or uh, meat or vegetables. They're not the same. Organic meat compared to, um, non conventional meat, for example, or organic vegetables compared to conventional vegetables, or you know, even even an organic beer compared to non organic beer, they're not the same. They're both beer or a car, for example. You get a Mercedes, or you, or you can get a I don't know um, something lower 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 end, you know, a, a Datsun or something. I don't know. They're not all the same. So sugar in the form of fructose that comes from fruit as well. It's not just sugar. It's got loads of vitamins, minerals, uh, phytonutrients in it. You know, Krebs cycle minerals. It's not refined, processed, stripped sugar, is it? It's very, very different. So that's surely that's that's like people just need to use their head a little bit. Yeah, that's exactly right. So when you drink a juice, you eat a piece of fruit, you eat a raw vegetable, you get the nutrients along with the sugar to take it through the energy cycle. But let me yeah, tell it's, you, it's, it's a complex food, right? 
That's exactly right. But let me explain something to you because this, this is fascinating and your, and your listeners will understand it at this point. When you drink a juice or you eat a raw fruit or vegetable, remember, we're trying to alkalinize an acidic body, an acidic body that is overloaded with positively charged hydrogen ions. That's what pH is, potential hydrogen. So when you're acidic, you have too much hydrogen. There's only one way to neutralize that positively charged hydrogen ion, and that is a hydroxyl ion. So a hydrogen ion chemically is written H positive. A hydroxyl ion is written OH negative. Well, when you drink a juice or eat a raw fruit and vegetable, that gets broken down in the body to potassium hydroxide, the hydroxyl molecules, OH negative. Well, guess what happens? When you have all these OH negative ions reacting with positively charged hydrogen ions, guess what you end up with? Two H's and an O. H2O is what creates that, what was created in that reaction. And water is a neutral charged object, and now oxygen can go into the cell because the charge has become neutral rather than acidic and repelling it away. So... What's really fascinating is not just the sugars, but those hydroxyl ions that you need to alkalinize the body. Hmm. Really interesting. And, I mean, you're talking there H2O, the quality of water you guys use, I mean, I mean, do you, I mean obviously they're getting 13 ounces of organic juice a day. Do they also have a lot of water? Um, and if they do, what sort of water do you guys, do you guys use? That's a great question. Dr. Gerson did not want his patients drinking water because they're getting 13 fresh-pressed juices every day, one every hour on the hour. Mm. And he wanted space in the stomach to be maintained for the juices only, and those juices are what? 90% water. Mm -hmm. So, and then if they're eating fruits and vegetables, they're even getting more water because that has water in it. Mm -hmm. But So on the Gerson therapy, you really don't need water. Preferably, we want you to drink teas. Gerson wanted you to drink teas. So we have some anti-cancer teas on the therapy as well. Essiac tea, milk thistle tea, powder arco tea. Yeah. Those are teas that we have on the therapy. So that's if people are going to drink water, we give them tea. We don't give them water. If you had to drink water, believe it or not, I would actually prefer you drink spring water, mm. a high-quality spring water. Because distilled water in and of itself even has the possibility of being a bit acidic. So while we encourage our patients to cook with distilled water, we really don't want them drinking with drinking it. When you cook with it, you reconstitute the, the minerals and vitamins that are in the food back into the water. So it makes it a little bit less destructive in our eyes. Yeah. So uh, we really don't encourage our patients to drink water. But if we did, it would be a, a high-quality spring water. Yeah. I mean, I get water whole house with trace system myself or I I don't feel like Highland Highland organic Highland spring but if someone's using distilled water for example, Patrick, and they were to put some I mean I think Dr. Edward Group talks about this. You know Dr. Edward Group? No. Uh, of the Global Healing Centre? No. Ah, I think he's like the third or second biggest natural health site in the US behind Macola and one other. I can't remember. Anyway he talks about just putting a little bit of raw apple cider vinegar in distilled water just to remineralize it. Something you'd suggest? Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know how he's remineralizing it. You've got to be careful because, yeah, I, I just I don't know enough. You've got to be very careful. Dr. Gerson discovered very quickly that when you supplemented with any kind of a mineral, um, there was always a consequence because it always has a mineral that gets depleted. So like, let's say you took iron, well, then your body loses zinc. Or if you take zinc, your body loses, loses iron and so on. So, so anyway, that's that. Okay. So is that why multivitamins good across full spectrum? Well, I, again, our patients don't take multivitamins. Well, um, they probably don't need to because they're on so much fruit and vegetables. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful with that too, because a lot of those vitamins are synthetics. So, yeah. oh, no, I'd yeah. never, I'd never, um, yeah. No, I mean, when we give out highly therapeutic supplements, I'd never be talking about, yeah, synthetic. I mean, I think in America, Hoffman and Ro uh, Hoffman and Roach, ninety-five um, percent of the supplements over there, and all the things we use are all whole food, organic. A lot of it's fermented, it's top top end. Synthetic supplements are, are just poison. A lot of it's derived from things like coal tar. Uh, I wouldn't bother, but anything, before we let you go, Patrick, I've had you on, on you, you got a shoot in a minute, anything else you'd like to add or, or to end the show with? 
Uh, no, you know, other than look, there's no one magic bullet when you're treating advanced cancer and any disease for that matter. It's, you know, people are always looking for the easy way out, the magic bullet that they can pop into their mouth or stick into their veins. And, and there is no one magic bullet. It's got to be a comprehensive therapy around a radical lifestyle change, which is exactly like the Gerson therapy. And um, if it's not based in the foundations of the Gerson therapy, that intensity, that strictness, then more than likely it's not going to succeed, mm-hmm. uh, and particularly long term. There's only one thing that cures the human body, and that's the human body and the human immune system. And the only way you can boost that up is through proper nutrition, detoxification, and very specific supplementation. So uh, that's really the only thing that I you know, can interject. Awesome. The only thing that can cure the human body is the human body. Powerful. Yeah. Uh, and it's very, very true. Patrick, thank you very much. For any of you guys out there um, that want to well, shoot us any questions, give it, send them to me or send them to Patrick at his website, www.gersontreatment.com. Uh, we can find him there. And um, yeah, thanks a lot for coming on, Patrick. And um, we'll get you back on hopefully at a later date so we can discuss some, some more things and anything new that you guys are doing. Yeah, great, Ryan. Thanks a lot. Pleasure meeting you. Where, are you in Liverpool? Is that correct? No, no. I'm in. I'm in uh, just outside, uh, just on sort of Essex, Epping, just outside London. Um, oh, Paul's in. Paul's in Liverpool. I see. Okay, great. Yeah, no All right. Well, hopefully, we'll get a chance to meet sometime face to face. And uh, thank you for having me on your show. And let me know if you ever need me again. Perfect. Thank you, Patrick. Speak soon. Thank you. Bye now. So guys, that was episode 52 with Dr. Patrick Vickers. Um, I know you'd have got a lot out of that, especially at the end there about sugar, and about how it's uh, sorry, fruit and about how it's very different to normal sugar. It's a complex food full of vitamins, minerals, photonutrients, Krebs cycle minerals. It's very different to, to refined sugar and the, and the body. And the difference is between, well, I know it's a big big thing going on now about the ketogenic diet and how it's anti-cancer, etc. But, you know... Um, some people are big proponents of it, like you said, Dr. McCullough, some people aren't, and other people like Terry Tillard, who've been on a bit before, not, not for it. Um, I always like to say, look, I don't have a dogma, a fear-based dogma, where this is the only way. I like to see what works for someone. And just because it works for a certain amount of time doesn't mean it's going to always work forever. So, for example, people cure themselves of cancer with a vegan diet, they carry on doing it, and that vegan diet is the thing that gives them cancer, you know. I've dealt with mi- millions, millions, so I've dealt with lots of vegans, I should say, that have come to me after a year, two, three years, five years, ten years being vegan and especially women they're, they're, well men their sex drive's completely gone they've got big bags under their eyes they can't keep muscle they feel horrific no energy women the same and no libido women the same menstrual cycle stops stops their teeth start rotting their hair starts falling out they've got no sex drive either that's what happens you know some people can thrive on it some people can't and this is where we used to get rid of this fear based dogma just saying that everyone's the same and everyone fits into that you know, there's some great research out there. Um, trying to think who it is. I'll, I'll look into it, and it's one of the doctors that found that depending on where the tribes were, um, their intestines. So, if it's a tribe that had easy access to meat, their intestines would be smaller, like a canine, or or their gut. I should say their intake system, but from the mouth to anus, would be smaller. Whereas if they were someone that couldn't get their hands on meat, and they are mainly plant-based diet, their, their intestines would be their intake system would be longer. So there's no this like our oh, digestive system isn't meant to to be able to take meat or etc and we're, and we're not carnivores no our system actually adapts and I know most people do a lot better with it even though some people eat far too much meat and I always say that but some people do a lot better on even if it's just a little bit of meat now and again vegan can be phenomenal short term cleansing your system can also, other people can also thrive with it long term but the majority of people i found can't and this fad going on now is a problem because most people are just in the infancy of it Wait till I've done it for two, three years. I know some people out there like Rich Roll, very big podcast. He's into it and it works really well for him, but he's an individual, as I say. But, so you need to find out what works for you, and that's the key, guys, okay? I always say your your immune system is like a fingerprint. It's unique, and you're different on the inside as you are on the outside, so we need to be careful of that. Okay, guys? Um, as for everything else, keep on spreading the word, guys. I know you're doing a brilliant job. I keep getting lots of shares and... and um, people writing in about how they're loving the podcast so it's brilliant guys any questions send them to ryan at reviveyourself.co uh, head on over to www.reviveyourself.co as well for lots of free articles and our free four day mini course for anyone who's got a chronic illness um, 
be on there. And um, as always, guys, you know we've got some great episodes coming up that I can't wait for you to get to. So uh, as always, guys, I also want to say shout out to some of my clients that have just been doing really, really great work. You know, I'm really proud of all of them. They're absolutely smashing it. I've got people that have come to me recently with like, 20, 30, 40 years of medication, and they've just uh, just different people. I'm actually going on a little trip to to Glasgow to see one of them um, soon, and. Um, in fact, when this comes out, I probably have already been, um, and got some great, great results coming with skin issues, etc. So, a big shout out to my guys that have been through the mill because I know what it's like to have been there myself, and it's a torrid place, and it can be a very lonely place. And you've gone to all the doctors, specialists, consultants, and even other nutritionists and stuff, and they haven't given you the results. And I know how frustrating it can be, so I'm, I'm just proud of my guys. So, anyway, if you're out there and you need help, give us a shout. Otherwise, guys, stay tuned for next week's episode. Not sure which way I'm going to go with it yet. But otherwise, guys, as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll speak to you soon. Lots of love. Bye-bye. If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today.